Welcome into the Degenerate Gambler, your sports gambling podcast. I'm Robert Ash, the host of the Degenerate Gambler. And a reminder that this podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. We're now in week 11 of our college football and NFL picks. And uh, we're on a big time run the last three weeks. We're 28, 15, and 2 over the last three weeks, including being 28 and 2 on the college football side uh, through these last three weeks. So, of course, we'll have 10 college football uh, bets for you, plus two upsets. And then on the NFL side, we'll have five more NFL bets and an upset bet as well for week number 11. We're going to start things off on college football. And we'll start things off with the Ohio State Buckeyes hosting Indiana, Ohio State favored by 20 and a half. We're going to buy it up a point to 21 and a half uh, because Indiana is 11 and 3 in their last 14 against the spread uh, going into this matchup. Uh, Ohio State just 2 and 7 against the spread in their last nine games against Indiana. The reason we're going to buy this up to from 20 and a half to 21 and a half is to give us that hook on three touchdowns because this is a game that Ohio State could win 42-21 and if you have 20 and a half in Indiana you'll lose it but with 21 and a half in Indiana you'll actually hit the cover. I kind of think that may end up being the case. Ohio State may end up winning right at uh three touchdowns and because of that we're going to buy it up to 21 and a half. It'll cost us a little bit more money. We'll make as much on the uh on the end of it because of buying the point. But I think it's worth buying the point to get the win and get the bet uh, to uh, be successful. Uh, Indiana's played really good football right now. They're 4-0 on the season. Ohio State sitting at uh, 3-0, I believe, uh, on uh, the upcoming or on the season so far. Uh, they also had a game last week uh, canceled uh, with Maryland. And uh, Indiana beat Michigan State 24 nothing last week. So they're coming in on a roll after getting wins over um, in, uh, Penn State, Michigan, and uh, as well as uh, Rutgers and uh, Michigan State last week. So we like Indiana. We're going to take the 21.5 points. Like I said a moment ago, I think Ohio State can win this game by three touchdowns, but I like that extra hook, that half point. I think that's the difference. So we bought it up from 20.5 to 21.5, and and, uh, we're going to go with Indiana plus 21.5 at Ohio State. Next up, we're going to take you to Nashville, Tennessee, and it's going to be the Vanderbilt Commodores hosting the Florida Gators. Florida favored by 31.5 coming into this uh, matchup. Florida is 7-3 against the spread in their last 10 games. By the way, Vanderbilt in their last uh, 6 against the spread with Florida is 0-6 coming into this one. Uh, Florida coming off two emotional wins. They beat their rival Georgia Bulldogs 44-28 as a 3.5-point underdog. We gave you that as an upset bet a couple weeks ago. We also gave you Florida minus 17.5 last week at home against Arkansas. And Florida won that game uh, by 28-63-35. I think despite the fact they're coming off two emotional games, I think Florida's trying to prove a point. They're trying to prove that they're a playoff team and a national title contender. And I don't think Vanderbilt's going to get in their way. 
I think Florida can probably name their score in this one. I fully expect Dan Mullen to uh, uh, to get as much out of his offense as he possibly can. I think the defense, while still susceptible to big plays, is playing better the last three weeks uh, after uh, doing a pretty good job against Missouri, Georgia. And if you take the three uh, long touchdowns by Arkansas away, Arkansas got about 220 yards of offense. So Florida's defense outside the big play has been playing well. The offense is hitting on all cylinders. No Kyle Pitts, no problem. Keon Zipper, his backup, catches two touchdown passes. Uh, Again, seven touchdown passes from uh, Kyle Trask. I think Florida minus 31.5 is a pretty good play. Uh, I think, again, Florida can name their score. I think the defense is playing better. So we're going to go Florida. We're going to give up 31.5 on this one. I don't usually like to give up that many points in games, but there's just something different about this team, and I think uh, it's going to uh, be a huge factor in why we're taking Florida and giving up 31.5 points. All right, our next game uh, will be uh, a should be a pretty good one in the American Athletic Conference. Cincinnati is traveling to Central Florida to take on the UCF Golden Knights in Orlando. Cincinnati is a six-point favorite coming into this matchup. Uh, the Bearcats are 4-1 in their last five, 5-1 in their last six, and 8-3 and in their last 11 games against the spread. Conversely, Central Florida has lost four of their last five against the spread, as well as five of their last six and they're just 5-12 and 12 in their last 17 against the spread. Cincinnati's sitting at a, as a six-point favorite. Uh, this is one of the big games of the year in the American Athletic Conference. Cincinnati undefeated. Cincinnati, like we mentioned about Florida a moment ago, out to prove something. And I think Cincinnati, in order to uh, to have a possibility of, of making the playoff and, uh, at, and actually being considered the best team in the AAC, Beating Central Florida in Orlando, I think, is paramount. Uh, Central Florida has been the golden child of the AAC for the last three we- uh, three years. Uh, Central Florida considered themselves the 2017 national champions. Uh, they're the only ones that consider themselves that, but nonetheless, they still have a banner and everything. Uh, and I think Cincinnati wants to shut up Central Florida, and I think they can. They have one of the best defenses in the country. Uh, their offense is getting better. Desmond Ritter's been playing really well at quarterback in the last couple of weeks for the Bearcats. They're starting to score points on top of on top of the fact that they uh, have already been really good on defense. Uh, you know, Cincinnati's won their last twenty six games when they played as a favorite, as they do today. Central Florida, however, has won 22 of their last 23 at home. So it's two outstanding trends. One's going to have to go away. I think the one that goes away is the Central Florida trend. I think Cincinnati minus six at Central Florida is the play. All right, going on now to the Big Ten Conference. And uh, this one was nearly an upset pick for me, and I kind of backed off on it. And that is the matchup between Wisconsin and Northwestern. Northwestern is a seven and a half point underdog at home against Wisconsin. Uh, this has been a trendy upset pick by a lot of people this week. Uh, I stayed off of it because I think it became too much of a trendy upset pick, but I like the seven and a half points. Wisconsin is five and two in their last seven against the spread. Northwestern, however, 4-0-1 in their last five against the spread uh, coming into this matchup. So two very good trends uh, between these two teams. Now, 
On the other side of things, Northwestern is 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six games against Wisconsin. Seven and a half points, I think, is a lot of points for a game that I think will be a defensive slugfest, a low-scoring game. Both teams play slow, uh, so I don't think you'll get a lot of plays in. Uh, I think the under could be a play in this one at 45 and a half, but we're not, we're not going to play the under. Uh, we're going to play Northwestern. We're going to take just over a touchdown, uh, that hook being a big difference in this one. So we'll take Northwestern plus seven and a half at home against Wisconsin. All right, next up, we'll go to the Big 12 Conference, and we got a matchup uh, between the Kansas State Wildcats and the Iowa State uh, Iowa State Cyclones. Excuse me. Now, entering this matchup, Kansas State is 11 and two against the spread in their last 13 games against Big 12 opponents. They're also four and one in their last five, five and one in their last six, 11 and four in their last 15, and 16 and six in their last 22 games against the spread. So that says, I mean, Kansas State's been very good against the spread of late. Conversely, Iowa State three and seven in their last 10, and three and eight in their last 11 against the spread coming into this matchup. Uh, between these two teams. 11 points is a lot of points, by the way, for Iowa State to give up. Kansas State still trying to replace their quarterback, Skylar Thompson, who was lost for the season a few weeks ago. Uh, But Kansas State seems to find a way to hang around in these games. You don't see them getting blown out a lot uh, by anyone. I don't think a double-digit loss to Iowa State is in the cards as well. The game is in Ames, and that is a little bit worrisome. However, I really think... Kansas State plus 11 is the play. It's basically two scores. It is two scores, but it's basically two touchdowns because a touchdown and a field goal, and you still cover uh, with Kansas State. Uh, I think Kansas State can play this game close. I think Kansas State can have an opportunity to win this one. I don't think they win this one, but the opportunity is there. We'll take Kansas State. We'll take the 11 points at Iowa State. Next up, the next three actually are going to be from the SEC. We'll start with... The Auburn Tigers are 10.5-point favorites at home against the Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee is 1-4 in their last five and 1-6-1 in their last eight games against the spread entering this matchup. Uh, Auburn, by the way, 4-1 in their last five against Tennessee, both straight up and against the spread. Auburn also 9-2 in their last 11 games against the spread at home. They are favored by 10.5 in this one. I think this is an important game for both teams. I think it's important for Gus Malzahn uh, because a loss to Tennessee could heat up his seat even more despite the fact that Auburn's 4-2 and two on the year. You know, Auburn got the win over Arkansas. They really shouldn't have gotten, so that's one of those wins. Uh, I think the offense for Auburn, by the way, is getting better. The defense is always going to be pretty good under Kevin Steele's uh, leadership. Tennessee, on the other hand, has lost four in a row. Uh, the Volunteers came off a bye, played Arkansas two weeks ago, led 13 nothing at the half, and then everything fell apart. And a 24-13 loss, and they lose last week's game against Texas A&M due to COVID issues with A&M. So another semi-bye week, trip to the Plains. Uh, when you look at these two teams uh, in recent years against each other, uh, straight up, uh, Auburn's won six of the last seven against Tennessee overall. Again, five of the last six against the spread. Auburn is covered against Tennessee as well. Auburn favored by 10.5. The hook scares me just a tiny bit. But I got this feeling Auburn blows out Tennessee. I think 
I've, part of me thinks Tennessee's given up on the season. They've kind of quit on their coach, Jeremy Pruitt, which puts him in hot water. Tennessee needs the game because Jeremy Pruitt could be in trouble. Auburn needs the game because Gus Malzahn could be in trouble. The loser of this game could end up being the next SEC coach fired. Uh, I think if it's going to be one, it's going to be Tennessee and Jeremy Pruitt. So I'm going to take Auburn. We're going to give up to 10.5 points. Auburn at home against Tennessee. All right, next up, we're going to go to Athens, where the Georgia Bulldogs are 24.5-point favorites at home against Mississippi State. Looks like Georgia's going to start uh, transfer quarterback JT Daniels this week. A couple weeks too late, if you ask me, if if they're trying to play for a conference championship or a chance at the college football playoff. Um, Nonetheless, he's going to play Georgia's favorite by 24.5 coming into this one. And the biggest reason I like Georgia in, the 20, in giving up 24.5 points, despite that hook as well, is simply because I'm not sure Mississippi State scores. Mississippi State has been absolutely atrocious on offense since their first game of the season. Against the spread, Mississippi State's been even worse. They're 0-5 in their last five against the spread, uh, which conversely go, goes with their five-game losing streak. They're 1-6 against the spread in their last seven. The one they covered was the LSU game when they won week one. They're also 4-11 against the spread in their last 15 games overall. When Georgia plays Mississippi State, they're 6-1 in their last seven against the spread against Mississippi State. Again, 24.5 is a little bit on the scary side, uh, but we're going to give it up anyways. Mainly, like I said before, I don't think Mississippi State scores. I could see Georgia getting a defensive touchdown and getting something going with JT Daniels. I don't think the offense is going to be a whole lot better with JT Daniels. I think there's a reason why JT Daniels hasn't played till now. Uh, But I think between Georgia's defense possibly getting a score, Georgia's special teams possibly getting a score, and Georgia's offense getting a score too, and the fact that I'm not sure Mississippi State scores at all, Leads me to give up 24 and a half points and take the Georgia Bulldogs. All right, the next SEC matchup comes of in the Battle of Columbia. This one taking place in Columbia, South Carolina, as Missouri travels to South Carolina. Of course, South Carolina fired their head coach, Will Muschamp, earlier this week on a Sunday, I believe. And uh, so they're playing without a head coach. They also had three starting defensive backs opt out of the season earlier this week as well. So despite the fact that Missouri is 3-7 and seven against the spread in their last 10 and 3-9 and nine against the spread in their last 12 matchups, I'm still going to go Missouri and give up 6.5 points. Missouri's building a culture under Eli Drinkwitz. Uh, their offense isn't terrible. Their defense is fairly solid for the most part. I know Florida lit it up pretty good. Alabama lit it up pretty good. But really, those are the only two teams that actually have uh, torched the Missouri defense. I don't think South Carolina is going to torch it at all. Uh, I feel like a lot of them pretty much have kind of given up on the season. Uh, With the firing Will Muschamp, when you have three starting defensive backs opt out, that tells me that this team isn't set, isn't ready to play, doesn't have their heads in it. And I think that's a huge issue if you're South Carolina. And South Carolina team that's sitting at 4-14 and in their last 18 against the spread coming into this game to begin with. So with that said, we'll take Missouri. We'll give up 6.5 points at South Carolina. 
Our final two games will be Pac-12 matchups. Uh, and the first one will be USC host or at Utah. Utah, uh, excuse me, USC favored by three coming into this one. Uh, Utah is eight and two in their last ten, and eight and three in their last eleven overall against the spread. Conversely, USC is just two and five against the spread in their last seven on the road. They're also zero and three against the spread in their last three trips to Salt Lake City. Uh, Utah is a three-point dog to USC. Uh, I almost took this as one of my upset picks, but I decided to go ahead and take Utah in the points instead, mainly because I kind of like the other two upsets I've got in mind uh, for this week. Uh, Utah playing their first game, USC playing their third game. It's also the third time USC's playing a team that's playing their first game of the season. I think it's an advantage for Utah simply because USC doesn't really know what to expect from Utah. The game in Salt Lake City, so the altitude could be an issue as well. It's supposed to be fairly chilly as well in Salt Lake City on Saturday night. I think all that adds up to to Utah covering at least at least covering that three point spread, if not winning this outright. So we'll take Utah plus three, and our final game uh, before our upset picks also in the Pac-12 is going to be the Oregon Ducks are 13 and a half point favorites at home against the UCLA Bruins uh, Oregon as we take a look at uh, at them as I'm waiting for this page to open up uh, Oregon is 4-1 and one in their last 5, 6-2 and two in their last 8 and 8-3 and three in their last 11 games against the spread. UCLA just 1-4 in, in their last 5 against the spread. Uh, also, Oregon 5-2 in, in their last 7 games against UCLA against the spread. Oregon favored by 13.5 in this one. I don't think UCLA is very good. Oregon is probably the favorite to win the Pac-12. They looked fairly solid in their first game against Stanford. They had last week's game uh, canceled. Uh, so they're basically two weeks to get ready for uh, for UCLA. UCLA looked pretty good on Sunday uh, when they beat Cal, uh, but it was a game that was thrown together at the last minute, uh, three days between the scheduling of the game and the game being played. Uh, so I think UCLA being at home, the game being at the Rose Bowl, I think that made a difference in that one. Uh, and I think the biggest reason UCLA played as well as they did, uh, I like Oregon. This is one that has uh, that started off at we got it at thirteen and a half. It's it's as high in some books. It's seventeen to seventeen and a half uh, for Oregon. So, but we were able to get it at thirteen and a half, and that's what we're going to take. So, Oregon minus thirteen and a half at at home against UCLA. So, our two upset picks now, and they're both going to be evening games. Uh, the first one's going to be. Bedlam as Oklahoma State travels to Norman and take on Oklahoma. Oklahoma State is a seven-point underdog going into this one. Uh, despite the fact that there's some serious issues with Oklahoma against Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State's only won four the last 21 against Oklahoma, and including Oklahoma State losing seven of the last eight to the Sooners, but this is not the same Sooners team as we've seen in recent years. Oklahoma State is probably the favorite to win the Big 12. They do have the one loss on the season. Oklahoma's got a pair of losses. 
Oklahoma's offense is playing better, but they're about to face the best defense they've seen all season in Oklahoma State. And I think that's the difference. I think Oklahoma State's defense does enough, uh, gets enough stops, and Oklahoma's offense does just enough on the Oklahoma defense. So we're going to take Oklahoma State at plus 205, a seven-point underdog, to beat Oklahoma. And our last one is uh, Liberty traveling to North Carolina State. North Carolina State favored by three and a half. Liberty just two weeks ago beats uh, Virginia Tech in Blacksburg by three. I think Virginia Tech's better than North Carolina State. I'm a little bit surprised Liberty is an underdog coming into this matchup. Uh, They were a huge underdog in that game against Virginia Tech. Of course, we had Liberty in the points a couple weeks ago when that happened. We I wish we had depicted it as an upset, but we didn't. Uh, But I'm going to pick Liberty this time as an upset. Uh, We're going to get him at plus 145 as three-and-a-half-point underdogs. So Liberty to upset North Carolina State. So our college picks again before we go to break. Indiana plus 21-and-a-half at Ohio State. Florida minus 31-and-a-half at Vanderbilt. Cincinnati minus six at Central Florida. Northwestern plus seven and a half at Wisconsin or at home against Wisconsin. Kansas State plus eleven at Iowa State. Auburn minus ten and a half at home against Tennessee. Georgia minus twenty-four and a half between the hedges against Mississippi State. Missouri minus six and a half at South Carolina. Utah plus three against USC. Oregon minus thirteen and a half against UCLA. And our two upset picks, Oklahoma State at plus 205 to win at Oklahoma and Liberty at plus 145 to win at North Carolina State. We'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll do our NFL bets. We'll do that in just a moment. This is The Degenerate Gambler. Welcome back into The Degenerate Gambler, your sports gambling podcast. We'll go over now our NFL bets for this week. We got five bets for you plus one upset bet. We'll start things off with the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers in Jacksonville taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars have lost eight in a row. Pittsburgh sitting at 9-0 on the season. Uh, the Steelers, by the way, 4-1 in their last five against the spread, 6-1 in their last seven games against the spread, while Jacksonville, conversely, 2-5 in their last seven games against the number. Uh I think this is as simple as you got a good team and a bad team. Uh, even though the game's in Jacksonville, Pittsburgh very good against the spread. Jacksonville not so good against the spread. Uh, Pittsburgh, I think, trying to uh, uh, to continue to make a push to be the AFC's best team, even though uh, while undefeated, most still considered, myself included, the Kansas City Chiefs being the best team in the AFC. Uh, Pittsburgh... Trying to make a statement. Uh, the spread, we got it at 10. It's uh, as high as 10.5 in some places, as low as 9.5. We got it at 10 as all our spreads come off of mybookie.ag, by the way. Uh, so we're going to take Pittsburgh. We'll give up 10 points. I like the trend of Pittsburgh covering uh, and Jacksonville not covering. A big reason why we're going to take the Steelers and give up 10 points. All right, that is actually our only early game. The rest of ours are the late games or the Sunday night game. So we'll start looking through those now. We'll start with the Miami Dolphins in Denver, taking on the Denver Broncos. Miami comes in as a three-point favorite in this matchup. Miami 5-0 and in their last five against the spread, 7-1 and in their last eight, 9-2 and in their last 11, and 16-5 and against the spread in their last 21 games. Conversely, 
Denver, one in four in their last five against Miami, by the way, against the spread. Uh, they're also one and eight in their last nine and two and ten in their last 12 games, all against the Dolphins. Miami sitting as a three point favorite. We still don't know the status of Drew Locke for Denver this week. The Dolphins have been on fire. This game actually opened up with Denver favored by one, and it's gotten as high as three and a half. We got it at three. Uh, we'll take the Dolphins. We'll give up three points. The Red Hot Dolphins, the Not So Hot Broncos, whether the game's in Denver or not, I don't think is a factor to me. Uh, Miami 10 and 2 against the spread in their last 12 against the Broncos. I think they'll make it 11 and 2. We'll got the Dolphins. We'll give up three points at Denver. All right, next up, it is the Los Angeles Chargers hosting the New York Jets, the winless New York Jets. Uh, we got the Chargers at minus eight and a half. It's up as high as 10 in some books. Uh, it started off as an eight point favorite. We got it at eight and a half. Uh, the Jets, two and seven in their last nine, four and 10 in their last 14 match or games against the spread. Uh, the Chargers against the spread is actually sitting at five and two on the season uh, against the number. Every game they've played has been relatively close. I think uh, the Jets will get uh, Sam Darnold back for this one, but I don't think it's going to matter. The game's in Los Angeles. I think the Chargers roll in this one, giving up 8.5 points. The L.A. Chargers, I think, knock off the New York Jets and give up 8.5 points in the process. Next up, it's the Minnesota Vikings hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Coming in this matchup, Dallas 1-10 in in their last 11 games against uh, Minnesota against the spread. Dallas also 1-8 this season against the spread in their nine games they've played so far this season. Conversely, Minnesota is 6-1 against the spread in their last seven games. Minnesota, this opened up as a 9.5-point favorite. It's gotten down as low as 7. We got it at 7.5. I think the spread changed from 9.5 to 7, 7.5, based on Andy Dalton being healthy and ready to play quarterback for the Cowboys. I don't think it matters. The Vikings have also won three in a row. Uh, again, 6-1 against the spread in their last seven Conversely, Dallas covered the spread for the first time all season uh, two weeks ago when they played the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I think that was an aberration. Uh, give me Minnesota. We'll give up 7.5 points. That hook scares me a little bit, but we're going to go ahead and give it up anyways. We'll give up 7.5 points, and we'll take the Minnesota Vikings. And our final bet will involve the Sunday night game. It is the Kansas City Chiefs. Traveling to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Chiefs only lost of the season, by the way, to the Raiders. Now, Kansas City against the spread is 5-2 and two in their last 7, 15-3 in their last 18, and 17-5 and in their last 22 games against the spread. Vegas, on the other hand, just as good numbers against the spread of late. 4-1 and one in their last 5, 7-3 and three in their last 10, 8-3 and three in their last 11 games against the spread coming into this matchup. Uh, Kansas City, uh, really, I'm basing this one off the fact that I think Kansas City is extremely upset by their loss to Las Vegas at home earlier this season. The Chiefs seem to be a team that turns it on uh, when they want to turn it on. Uh, when they've played their best game of the season, was against Baltimore. It was a team that threatened their supremacy. I don't think while Vegas 
threatens their supremacy, so to speak, as one of the best teams in the NFL. They did beat the Chiefs and uh, took great pleasure in it and, and celebrated by uh, driving around the stadium, honking their horns, and, and uh, really rallying up the Chiefs uh, fans and, and some of the players as they found out about it. I think that's motivation that Kansas City needs. I think it's motivation Kansas City uses. I think the Chiefs at minus 6.5 is where we got it at. Uh, we'll take Kansas City. We'll give up 6.5 points at Las Vegas. And our upset pick, to me, was a pretty easy one because I think the wrong team is favored. Indianapolis is hosting Green Bay. Uh, the Colts were favored by 1.5 coming into this matchup. And some books have them as a two-point favorite. We got them at 1.5 at plus 115. Uh, Green Bay, 9-2 and two in their last 11 games against AFC teams. Uh, straight up, 13-3 and three in their last 16 games overall. Indianapolis, 6-2 and two straight up in their last eight. Of course, 6-3 uh, and three on the season are the Colts. I still think the wrong team is favored in this one. Uh, if I'm going to take uh, uh, Phillip Rivers or Aaron Rodgers to lead my team, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. I think the quarterbacks are the difference in this matchup. I think the receiver, receiving core, I still think is Green Bay as well with, with Devontae Adams over T.Y. Hilton. I think at running back, Aaron Jones over the the young, impressive rookie, Jonathan Taylor. To me, everything adds up to Green Bay beating Indianapolis. I'm not sure why Green Bay is the underdog in this one, uh, but we're going to jump on it. It's a small underdog. It's a small upset. Uh, but honestly, in the NFL, there's not nearly as much to choose from as there is in college. When you're trying to pick upsets. So we'll go ahead and take Green Bay as a one and a half point underdog at plus 115 to win at Indianapolis. So we'll go over our bets one more time before we uh, sign off. We'll start college football. Indiana plus 21 and a half at Ohio State. Florida minus 31 and a half at Vanderbilt. Cincinnati minus six at Central Florida. Northwestern plus seven and a half against Wisconsin. Kansas State plus 11 at Iowa State. Auburn minus 10.5 at home against Tennessee. Georgia minus 24.5 against Mississippi State. Missouri minus 6.5 at South Carolina. Utah plus 3 against USC. And Oregon minus 13.5 against UCLA. Our two college upsets, Oklahoma State at plus 205, basically a 7-point underdog to win at Oklahoma. And Liberty at plus 145, a three-and-a-half-point underdog to win at North Carolina State. In the NFL, we got Pittsburgh minus 10 at Jacksonville. Miami minus three at Denver. The Los Angeles Chargers minus eight-and-a-half at home against the New York Jets. Minnesota minus seven-and-a-half at home against Denver. Or, excuse me, against Dallas. And Kansas City minus six-and-a-half at Las Vegas. And our upset is Green Bay at plus 115, a point-and-a-half underdog. To win at Indianapolis. Remember, we're on a 28 15 and 2 run over the last three weeks in our bets. So we have been red hot and we look to continue to be red hot this week. Uh, fade them at your own risk is what I say about these bets. Uh, if I were you, while we're, while we're still hot, get on the bandwagon, take these bets, make some money uh, because in betting, it's streaky. You're going to be hot and then you're going to be cold. And right now we're on a hot streak. So jump on it while we're still hot. I think we'll still be hot after this week. Uh, 
I really like a lot of these games, especially on the college football side. I think we're going to be extremely successful again this week. Remember to subscribe and rate the podcast. You can do so at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And uh, we'll check back with you on Tuesday. We'll recap the week and see where our bet stood. And then we'll look ahead at some of the spreads coming up in week 12. So until then, I'm Robert Ash, the Degenerate Gambler.